are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and this is our episode for August 22nd. I want to remind everyone that you can call in and reach us at 612-293-6846. Respond with your testimonies, your questions, and any feedback that you might have about PTM Radio. You can also email us at info at ptmradio.com or just go right to ptmradio.com and send us a message there. On this week's episode, we're going to be going through a few testimonies and we are going to continue on regarding modesty and holiness. So may the Lord richly bless you. I just received through text message a testimony from Brother Tim Pruitt. He was there for the meetings in Germany. And this was the testimony they sent me. He said, there were so many things accomplished in Germany. I cannot begin to list them all. Believers gathered from all over Europe, Asia, and Africa, 35 nations, and there were 14 languages that the meetings were translated into. The power of God changed lives filled with the Holy Ghost, tore down barriers, and restored fellowship. In the services, we witnessed miracles. One dear sister who wore hearing aids began hearing water running while showering. And as her hearing returned, she held both of her hearing aids in her hands and said, I will no longer be needing these. A man with one eye turned in toward his nose and the eye was blind, received his sight, and the eye was went straight. Another man with a brace on his arm removed the brace, testifying that his pain and suffering was over. Many many wounded ones, bruised from years and years of the hurts left by false doctrines, were healed and testified that they are now free. So we thank the Lord for what he's doing in his bride around the world. That's an exciting testimony from Brother Tim Pruitt. Uh, You you probably listened before to his testimony that we had uh, on one of our first episodes of PTM Radio. And we'll definitely have to get in touch with him and have him on and uh, bring some more testimonies of how that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, We have another testimony, and this one I'm going to be referring you to a video. Um, This is a testimony about Sister Mariah Pruitt, and I'm going to read to you kind of the introduction, and then I'm going to give you the link so you can go and watch it. Uh, this this is the uh, description there. At just 11 years old, Mariah Pruitt was diagnosed with alopecia, a disease causing a person to lose all their hair. In spite of her hair continuing to fall out, Mariah believed that one day it would grow back again. Her theme song became, I can, I will, I do believe that Jesus heals me now. So you can watch that faith-building testimony of the healing power of a living God at alivinggod.com. And it's actually the first thing that pops up there on the home screen, and you can watch it. It's, uh, If I remember correctly, it's about 30 minutes long or, or something like that. So make sure to take the time and watch that. Your faith will be built. And, and frankly, uh, the people that did the 
editing of the video and the filming of the video did a fantastic job. It's one of the most professional videos I've ever seen uh, filmed and done by a message believer. So I'm, I'm really uh, blessed by it on on multiple levels. And I just want uh, to reiterate, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can trust him. You can trust him for your healing. You can trust him for your salvation. You can trust him to provide for you. He promised all these great things in his word for you. Now, he also puts certain expectations upon us. That is, if if we pray, he says, if you pray, do it without doubting. If you doubt, you're like a, a ship on the ocean cast about, driven, and tossed. So when we pray, we shouldn't doubt. There shouldn't be any shadow of doubt in our mind. But we should believe that what we ask will come to pass. And then our confession should follow that. You know, when we make the confession that we're saved and we we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, we believe that God raised him from the dead, we believe that everything in the Word of God, then we begin to confess. We begin to act in accordance with our confession. We might make mistakes. We might stumble and fall, but we act in accordance with our confession. We don't say, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be saved. No, that's that's against the scripture. We We believe in the full assurance of salvation. You don't Get saved, then unsaved, then saved, then unsaved, then saved, then unsaved. But we make our confession that we believe that we're saved, and we stand by that the rest of our lives. Now, the same goes for any other promise of God. It isn't a name it and claim it kind of thing. God made a promise that with his stripes we were healed. So we should act in accordance with that speak in accordance with that, and live in accordance with that. We, we, we may be limping, we may be, have a stomach ache, we may be laid up in bed, but what does our voice speak? I am healed or, well, I, I have this sickness. No, it's, don't, don't claim it. Claim what God has written in the scriptures. Now, when it comes to uh, many things in our lives, finances, we, we, God is gracious to us and he'll provide even when we don't deserve it. But yet there's a certain uh, program that God has in his word for how to handle money. And so we should be wise. We should, uh, we should have a budget. We should sit down and see the status of our finances. We should discuss it with our, our wife or, or our husband. We should go through our finances. We should give our tithe and offerings first. After that, we uh, get food and and uh, pay our bills, and we save some money. Uh, we don't go into debt. The Bible says the borrower is servant to the lender, so don't become a slave. Don't uh, don't take out a credit card and not pay it pay it off. Get rid of your credit cards. Get rid of your car loans. Get rid of your Every loan that you can live with, try to live without debt. There's certain things that we can, that we do. You work hard, you give, 
you save, you stay out of debt, these kind of things that they're principles of God's blessings. And when you begin to put his word into practice, then you begin to see his blessings. Now, God still provides for us many times even when we don't deserve it, when we haven't put his principles in place, and he blesses us even in spite of our own uh, weakness, foolishness, etc. But when we there's a promise of provision, we put it into practice. Uh, we don't confess with our mouth that we're we're not going to be provided for, that we're not going to confess with our mouth that we're not going to be healed. We don't confess with our mouth that we're not going to be saved, but we confess what the Word says. You know, that's, we don't, we don't have any right to think our own thoughts and ideas. We should think and act upon what the Word says. That is our final authority. That is our absolute, not our own thinking, but the revealed and vindicated Word for the hour. So in this segment, I want to continue on speaking about holiness and modesty. Last week, we went into the scripture and unpacked 1 Timothy 2, verse 9. And we, from that verse, we, we took the truth that God commands sisters. It goes for brothers as well, but that particular scripture is talking about women and says that women should adorn themselves in modest apparel. And we looked at the word apparel. It's katastole. It speaks of a dress. It doesn't speak of pants. It speaks of a dress. And it characterizes it as a long dress. So a long dress would be something that goes below the knees or longer than that. And it should be characterized by shamefacedness. That means to be shy. Uh, it means to have regard for others. And sobriety, sober means that of a sound mind. So you're, you're, you're thinking about what you're doing. You're, you're purposeful and prayerful about how you're dressing, and how that impacts the people around you, and and how God views it as well. So modesty, we brought a definition according to the English language, speaks of behavior, manner, or appearance intended to vo- avoid impropriety or indecency. Unfortunately, in Christianity, uh, many many denominations are not teaching this anymore. They, they allow women to dress any way they want to, and the Scripture condemns that. It says a woman should be dressed modestly, and so there should be a ve- very much a, uh, a clear defined way that a sister is dressing now. Uh, it doesn't have to follow some uniform uh, like they do in Islam. you got to wear a black uh, hijab. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that you're purposefully not patterning yourself after the ways of the world. So the world wants us to conform to its ways, but the Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So that goes for how we think, how we act, how we dress, the transformation. You can pattern yourself how you dress after the ways of the world, or you can pattern yourself and how you dress after the ways of God. And God does give us an outline we read before, 
Catastole speaks of a dress, a modest dress. And in Deuteronomy 22.5, now this is a scripture that people will take and they'll look at some of the surrounding verses and say, you know, this does not apply anymore. But they'll at the very same time, they'll take the scriptures that, that speak against homosexuality in the Old Testament and they'll say, well, this does apply because it's an abomination. Well, Deuteronomy 22, verse 5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. So God considers it an abomination for a woman to put on a man's garment and vice versa. So what is a woman's garment? That's, it begs the question, what is a woman's garment? What is a man's garment? So why would God delineate that? Even at the time in history that Moses was around when everyone wore what we would consider a dress. So clearly there was a difference and it was differentiated in that point in time. And it's even more clearly differentiated in our time. A woman that wears something that uh, that speaks of femininity is wearing a dress or a skirt, not pants. And a man speaks of a masculine garment that speaks of pants. So this is a clear and simple scriptural teaching. Now, uh, you're not saved by how you dress, but it's part of our obedience. When God changes our hearts and changes our lives, there's an obedience that follows. So faith and works are tied directly together. Martin Luther used the description that um, faith and works are like heat and fire. When you have fire, you automatically have heat produced. So when we have faith, automatically works are going to be produced because there's a new nature within us, and that nature wants to and desires to walk in obedience to the Word. Now, many people are ignorant of this scriptural teaching that we've brought out today. Well, if you're listening, you're not anymore, and now you have to respond and your response, you'll be judged by that. Now, we're not trying to condemn anybody. We're not trying to throw anybody into hell. But when we walk in obedience, it's an evidence that we have true faith and that we have experienced the new birth. When we listen to the word and we reject it, it shows there's something wrong, that there needs to be repentance that takes place. So, Again, I'm going to reiterate, God wants a woman to wear a woman's clothes. He wants a man to wear a man's clothes. If a woman wears pants, she's wearing men's clothes. And God considers that an abomination. If a man wears a dress, he's wearing woman's clothes. And God considers that an abomination. He wants a clear delineation of how men and women dress. And we saw that, in, we tie that together with 1 Timothy 2.9. He says that women should wear, adorn themselves in modest apparel. The word apparel is catastole. It speaks of a dress. So a woman is to wear a long, 
a long dress. That doesn't mean she has to wear one down to her ankles or going on the floor. But if we look at the same terminology in the Old Testament, that uh, is the word kutonet. That's the coats of skins that God dressed Adam and Eve in. And it's the coat that the Lord Jesus would have worn. That is the outer garment. And according to the word kutunet, if you look it up in the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, it says that is a garment that covers from the neck to below the knees. And sometimes under dress circumstances, it would reach almost to the floor. So this is what God is considering when he's looking at modesty. Um, He wants a woman to wear a dress or a skirt, and that should go below the knees. And it should be characterized by shamefacedness and sobriety. That's the words that the King James uses. Uh, But it speaks of being shy. It speaks of being deliberate and respectful. And that's what God is calling us to. And so we want to be found in walking in obedience. We want to be found walking in the truth. So we'll continue on with this subject in uh, future PTM radio broadcasts. Thank you for listening in. I want to say once again, uh, feedback is, is more than welcome. We really appreciate any feedback, and we want to cover that here on the radio show. Um, you can reach us by phone at 612-293-6846. That's 612-293-6846. Or you can email us at info at ptmradio.com. Or you can just go to ptmradio.com and that'll give all the information for getting in, in touch with us. Thank you for listening. May the Lord richly bless you. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you again next Monday.